are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Have you ever met someone who feels like they are sucking the life out of you? (laughs) I know I have. And unfortunately and definitely unintentionally, I too have been an emotionally draining energy vampire. One of the things that I love about yoga is that it teaches introspection. It allows us to become more mindful, more present, and to begin to heal, to deal with our shadow side, which I've talked about on Yoga Podcast. But it allows us to discover what a healthy boundary looks like, how to create sacred space, And most importantly, at least in my opinion, is how to align our own energy centers. I like to do this by utilizing the chakras. Yes, I talk about this all of the time because it is such an accessible formula. It is such an amazing way to evaluate and assess where you are in your alignment in any given moment. So we're going to talk about that here in a moment. I also have an upcoming episode called The Gift of Honoring Boundaries. When you honor your boundaries and you teach others that your space is sacred, you're inadvertently teaching them to honor their boundaries, and to create sacred space. So look out for that upcoming episode because it is like a part two to today's Energy Vampire episode. So welcome to Yoga Podcast and let's get started. So I like to think of this as someone surfing the higher vibrations of someone else's waves. Now, obviously, if you're an energy vampire, you are suckling the life form out of someone who has a higher vibration than your own. Now, I was going to make this entire episode about how to protect yourself to create boundaries and sacred space from all of the energy vampires that exist. But let's face it, we have zero control over anybody else. And it is more important to do the work of our own lives by centering and aligning our own energy. And I like to do this by utilizing the chakra system, which I talk about all of the time on Yoga Podcast. And I will talk about it again in today's episode. But before we begin, I want us to identify the spectrum of toxicity on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being level 
the highest level of vampire energy sucking humans, which would be that narcissistic personality trait behaviors that we've all heard of. This is the person who masks their true intentions, who manipulates others by mirroring back to them, creating a bond, creating trust, creating a perception that is false. This person has low self-esteem, so they get all of their energy, their esteem from others, and they are truly truly harmful in their interactions because not only is everything based upon a one-sided value, but also they tend to gaslight or convince the other person that their thoughts, their feelings, their perception, their reality is not real. And they have numerous ways of going about really inducing this type of toxic behavior onto another. And then we have level one, which is just your run-of-the-mill Debbie Downer, that negative personality that tends to bring that little rainy cloud around whenever they present. This is the person that makes you feel guilty for enjoying your own life because they are so miserable They refuse to be thankful and grateful and you just want to run in the opposite direction whenever you see them coming. And then there's everything in between. Now, whether you're level one or level 10, you are indeed acting as an energy vampire. So it is important that we all recognize whenever we are showing up in life this way. Now, there are many times that we may find ourselves, you know, unintentionally, as I mentioned at the beginning, just being emotionally draining to another. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you are just having a bad day. But the truth is, is that it's important for you to recognize when and what triggers you to act like this. I know for me, going through tough times, a breakup, a death of a loved one, these type of sort of, I guess, life-altering events is when I've noticed myself being just that negative rainy cloud, a person who doesn't want to bask in other people's joys while I'm sulking in my own depressive state. And I've worked really hard to heal and not be that person. Noticing when other people in my life are that way and not wanting to repeat that behavior. Now, I have also been the victim, and I say that word a bit loosely because I don't want to, I don't want to create something bigger than what it is, but I have been on the opposite end of someone who has been level 10 in my life. Unfortunately, I've had more than one level 10 energy vampire in my personal, intimate life. And what it has taught me is that I need to do the work on my own life so that I can recognize those type of people so that I am not needing them to create a false sense of security and a scenario that I can't judge my 
own ability to be able to, I think, see things clearly. I don't want to say see red flags, although that is a part of it, but really be able to see things clearly, which is really trusting my own intuition. So let's talk about the chakras, shall we? So this is why I love the chakra system and why this is such a beautiful yogic practice that I partake in daily, that I teach, and that I think is such an easy and accessible way for us all to be able to judge how aligned we are in our energy centers in any given moment at any given time, as well as being able to begin to evaluate others utilizing the same calculation. Now, as I mentioned with the chakra system, I like to think of it as a staircase. There's seven main chakras and level one reminds us of a tree that is rooted beneath the earth's surface. Those roots can be superficial or they can be very, very deep. The deeper they are, the more grounded and secure you are in your root chakra. That means that elements that are happening above the earth's surface are not necessarily going to uproot that tree very easily. But the shorter the roots, the more superficial and surface the roots are, the more likely it is to become unrooted and ungrounded. This is what we think of as triggers. Knowing your triggers is really important. Sometimes, unfortunately, we do not know what our triggers are. We are unable to recognize them until we are triggered. And that is, again, why these energy vampires are really dangerous. Because typically, by the time we realize we are dancing with an energy vampire, we are now going to get triggered and we are going to get uprooted from our safety and security and that grounding energy that we need to keep ourselves aligned. It's really important. So what do you do if you find that you're unable to truly stay rooted? Maybe you are surrounded by an energy vampire. Maybe you are on some level, probably under a level five, because I think closer you get to level 10 of toxicity, the less likely you are listening to this episode. (laughs) So. How do you get grounded? Well, there are many grounding exercises from just getting out in nature, walking barefoot, submerging in water, being one with the elements, really just focusing on grounding yoga postures, meditation, pratyama, even just getting good balanced sleep having good nutrition, eating grounding foods, root foods, you know, from sweet potatoes to potatoes to, you know, turnips, things that grow from beneath the earth's surface can lend to that Ayurvedic idea of rooting. And just being in sacred space, creating sacred space, literally putting your feet into the earth, Sitting on the earth, sitting on wooden floors, sitting on stone, things that are very earthy and grounding. So once we feel rooted, grounded, safe and secure, which is a minimal requirement for all beings. If you do not feel safe, secure, rooted and grounded, then nothing else is going to matter. Have you ever had the worst flu of your life? 
The last thing you cared about was a task, an email, a TV show, a future goal. You just wanted to heal and get better. If you're hungry, if you're cold, if you're hot, nothing else matters. So that first chakra, the root chakra, is extremely important, but it's fundamental. The next is the sacral chakra. This is where your creativity lives. We're all creators. Some of us create life and some of us create art, <laughs> but we are all able to create. And if you find that you're unable to really lead, I think like lead with that creativity in your life, you have to ask yourself why. Typically, this is where a lot of trauma lives. This is where we feel disconnected from who we truly are, how we truly identify as a person, who we feel as a sexual being, who we feel as someone in an intimate, really introspective level. Okay? So this is really important. This is where the patriarchy, the religious type of institutions. This is where culture and ideologies, this is where a lot of that type of stuff lives and could and possibly has disconnected us from who we really are, who we really want to be, our true passions, our true desires, our true purpose. This is a place we really need to heal and we really need to align. And then from there, we have the solar plexus, the I am area, that self-empowerment. If you're not aligned here, this is where you tend to blame others for your life not being what you want. This is really where I think energy vampires are born from. This is that gut area where like that punch in the gut is. If you are not aligned here, then this is where you might be on the spectrum of toxicity in other people's lives, including your own. Because there's no self-empowerment. There's no self-confidence. There's no accountability. There's no true understanding, right? And so the rest of the chakras are unable to even be spoken of without these places truly being healed and aligned. Now, once they are, you can move into the heart chakra. And one of the things that's interesting is everybody thinks they're compassionate. And I have an episode coming up called What is Compassion? Everyone thinks their heart chakra is aligned. Even if they're not aligned in their sacral, they're not aligned in their solar plexus, they feel aligned in their heart chakra. But unfortunately, that alignment that you think you have is probably you giving in order to receive. Have you ever met someone who gives, 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 doesn't receive back, feels disappointed, feels slighted? That is a person who is not aligned in their heart chakra. Truly being aligned in this space is giving selflessly. This is a person who not only has compassion for themselves, but for their mistakes, for their shortcomings from the time that they didn't know better, so they were unable to do better. But what really tests compassion is when you're triggered. 
or should I say, when you're unable to be triggered, something that previously triggered you is no longer able to get to you because now you're able to truly see another person's point of view, even if it is not aligned with yours. And that is a challenging, challenging feat. Think of the person who is the polar opposite of all of your morals and values and what you represent. Are you truly able to find compassion for their lack of knowing or their lack of understanding or their lack of alignment? Are you able to truly be compassionate with that level 10 toxic energy vampire? Many of us probably can't. And this is an area that really has to be continuously addressed and aligned. And then from there, we have the throat chakra, which is all about speaking your truth, but not from a place where you are standing up and you're forcing others to recognize what you will and will not put up with. No, no, no. It's better than that. It is the person who is speaking their true self from a place of vulnerability, right? Acknowledgement. And also a person in particular who knows how to listen to the point of views of others. Again, just like the heart chakra, the people who do not speak your truth, but speak their own. Even if it contradicts yours, you're able to listen. And then the third eye. I like to think of the third eye the way it sounds. You have two eyes, right? And they allow you to see. But that, that perception is cloudy. It's based on your own experiences, your own wisdom. It's only able to see what it can see. It's not able to detect anything out of sight. But that is where the third eye comes in. That's your intuition. That's your true intuitive side. Now, how can you be aligned with that, with your true intuition, if you don't feel safe and secure, if you don't know who you are, if you don't feel confident and empowered? You can't. And then from there, we have the crown chakra. That's like the the holy grail, right? It's like crowning yourself with wisdom. It's knowing that there's more, that there's faith, that there's hope. It's, it's a belief system. It's, it's the ultimate in trust, if you ask me. So I said all of that because it's so important that we do that type of work before we can even begin to not only heal the areas of our own lives, but to recognize when someone else has the spectrum of toxicity, those red flags, to be able to be proactive to triggers instead of reactive to triggers. So now, now that we've talked about doing the work of our own lives, let's talk about what shows up when an energy vampire is present? Well, first and foremost, they do not take accountability. And I think that this is really important. These are the people that 
are crafty, that are able to shift blame, that are able to manipulate a situation. Now, mind you, some of this is more level 10 than level 1, but essentially it's all the same. It's always someone else's fault. It is always a circumstance. It is the weather. It is the car. It is where they live. It is the politics. It is always something or someone else. It is never them. So rather on a level of 1 to 10 of toxicity or not, you can begin to identify if a person's not taking accountability for their life, even if everything is not their fault, they're still willing to go, well, it's not my fault that this happened. I was in the middle of a tsunami, but I'm going to do the best that I can to take responsibility for my life again, right now. And we all know those people who do not take accountability for anything. Another sign is someone who is always involved in some kind of trauma or drama, I should say. (laughs) I'm so used to saying trauma. But drama, this is the person who is always in some sort of issue with another person. They always have a story. They always have a negative narrative. They are always involved in a situation that is dramatic. Drama queen, drama king. They always want to one-up you. So if you have really good news, then they have really good news. Or if you have really good news, then they have really terrible news. They just always have to steal the spotlight. They diminish your problems and play up their own. So if you're confiding in them, they're going to always say, oh, you're so lucky all that you're going through is a job loss. Last year, I not only lost my job, but I also lost my car or my house or someone stole something from me. You get the point. And they act like a martyr. They are always the victim. They always are seeking emotional support. They are always needing a shoulder to cry on. This isn't the person that just needs you from time to time or they're really going through something and you need to be there for them. It is always something. And they use your good nature against you. This is when a person basically tries to not only drain you of all your vitality, which we've talked about, But they like to get you to do things for them because they know that you're a good person or that you're kind or that you're giving or that you're going to be the person that's going to be there for them. So they're going to call you at three in the morning, get you out of bed. It makes them feel good to know that you'll bend over backward for them. So another one is that they use guilt trips or ultimatums. They always tell you, if you don't do this, this is the consequence. So be really careful with that. They're codependent. This is a real red flag, right? Because this is the person that utilizes you as oxygen. They cannot survive without you. And that might seem flattering at first, but it's a slippery slope because you'll never be able to love them enough because they don't love themselves enough. 
They criticize or they bully. They are so insecure that they need to bring other people down to lift themselves up. And of course, they intimidate. This is where they basically make you feel afraid of their behavior. And there's lots of ways that this can show up. So for me, I think one of my most eye-opening experiences was in an intimate relationship a couple of years ago. And I was with, I would probably say someone on a scale of 9 or 10 in the toxicity, you know, um, toxicity scale. This person was definitely possessing all of the narcissistic traits. I even gave him articles and videos on narcissism. And his response was, this sounds like me. There were so many red flags that I was unable to truly identify because my third eye chakra wasn't aligned. And when I look back at all of what I went through during this very, very like small courtship. We're talking so much drama within just a small span of a year, but felt like a lifetime. What I learned most was that ultimately the best way to protect yourself from an energy vampire is to be aligned in your chakras. There's so many ways for you to create boundaries and sacred space and pay attention to red flags. But ultimately, what I've learned is that I have to just take care of myself. I have to make my own mind, body, and spirit connection. And I have to be at my highest level vibrationally at all times so that whenever I can identify that someone isn't there, then I can decide what I want to do about it. If I want to basically get away from them, which is typically the choice that I choose, or if I want to decide on a level of one to 10 of toxicity where I think they're at in respect to where their chakras are, And if I feel that that is something that I want to take on in my life. But I can tell you, for the most part, in order to keep your own vibration high, it's important for you to protect yourself at all costs. You know, I believe that love is the highest vibration. But love doesn't mean to love somebody to the point where you no longer care for yourself or to love somebody more than they love themselves. So ultimately... I think we all have experienced energy vampires on some level and we all have been emotionally draining to others on some level. The important thing is that we recognize that, that we do the work of our own lives so that we can protect ourselves from others and we can most importantly attract the right people into our vibration. One of the reasons why I think I attracted this level 10 toxic person into my life is because I was not aligned. I wasn't rooted and grounded. 
I wasn't at all connected to my sacral chakra, my solar plexus, and therefore I was open to having just high enough of a vibration for an energy vampire to be attracted to me and for me to not recognize that I was in the presence of an energy vampire, especially at a level 10 of toxicity. So do the work on yourself. It will always, always show up for you. So thank you so much for listening. Love is the highest, highest vibration. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.